Chapter 22 The children were busy picking themselves up from the ground. A dark shadow swept over their heads. Look out, Wilf called. It's King Pigeon! The bird tumbled down and crashed onto the end of the groin. It lay on its back, dazed, the golden armour on its chest rising and falling slowly. Then a wing moved. Keep back, James said. It could be a trick. A hand appeared under the wing. What's that? Laurie asked. It's Zen, Spencer said, and he and Wilf ran over to drag the rat free. How'd I do? Zen asked, breathing raggedly. One of his legs was bent awkwardly, clearly broken. The boys moved him carefully back to the other children and laid him gently on the ground. You fools! King Pigeon was up on his feet. He shook his head and ruffled the feathers on his neck, then stamped his feet. You've spoilt my plan, and now I'll take my revenge. With one word, my guards will come and destroy you. There was a commotion behind the children. The three axe rats ran up to the group. We couldn't hold them off. There were too many, the axe rat leader said. Behind the rats were cats. Lots of cats. They were sauntering along the groin, not together in an organised way, but each one choosing its own pace and path. They stopped in a group, at least a hundred strong, twenty feet from the children. A white cat with a diamond collar strolled through to the front, picking its way through the feline crowd. Ah, Empress, King Pigeon said, you can be witness to my wrath. Hold these children here. I must summon my guards. James looked around at the other children. There were still a few water bombs left, but not enough. Zen couldn't fight. They were trapped at the end of the groin. Should they jump into the sea? The music hit its final notes, booming out of the speakers. Not so fast, Pigeon, the Empress said. We had a bargain. You help me, then I help you. And I kept my part, Pussycat. Remember that? You did? The Empress turned her head. Another cat was walking toward them. Straight and proud, cats moved out of its path as it walked. Claudia. You! King Pigeon howled. You should be dead. Grey assassins never fail. This time they did, Claudia said. And so have you. Give up, fat bird. The Empress won't fight for a loser. Then you'll all be destroyed. Gods! The pigeon let out a long, cooing noise. All the birds around the pier stopped their ring of fiery poo and started flying to their king. The music had stopped. The crowds of people were cheering and clapping the end of the light show. Something nagged the back of James's mind, something about the firework boat. It hadn't had any humans on it. So how were the pigeons going to set off the fireworks? They must be timed or set off electronically somehow. Either way, the display was due to start at any moment. Your time is up, fat bird, Claudia said. You should never have tried to kill me. In one giant bound, Claudia was over the children. In the next, she was on King Pigeon, her razor claws aimed at slicing and scratching his feathers. He flapped and writhed and Claudia's attack seemed just to bounce off his armour. And then, in one terrible move, he snagged the cat's collar in his beak. Now die! the pigeon shouted, mostly through its nose. Now, Claudia called. She twisted around so that she was behind the pigeon's head and held his beak back, exposing his neck. 
No-Tail appeared from behind the groin wall, bow in her hands, she loosed a dart at the pigeon. James saw the tiny arrow find its mark, the bird jolted and its beak went limp, letting go of Claudia's collar. She dropped lightly to the ground, and James was up and in two strides next to King Pigeon. He pushed the big bird hard and it toppled back over the groin and onto the boat. Wilf and Laurie cheered, but no one heard. As when the fat bird hit the boat, a huge rocket fired. The first firework of the display. It roared into the air and exploded with a massive bang. Then the next rocket and the next. Oohs and ahs from the crowd who hadn't seen the fight with the pigeon. And they couldn't see what the children had noticed. The pigeon guards were scattering, unable to reach the children through the defence of the fireworks. And the cats scattered at the first firework too including the Empress, back to the dials. The children were content to spend the next ten minutes lying on their backs watching the display explode above them. It was marvellous, certainly the best fireworks that James had ever seen. Whether they were the best in Europe was debatable. After the last rocket had fired, the children gathered their things and went to meet their parents. James thanked them for all their efforts. That was pretty crazy, Spencer said. Is it always like this in Brighton? Not always, James admitted, but every now and again something strange seems to happen. James stayed on the groin with No-Tail and Claudia and the four rats. How are you feeling? he asked Zen. I've been better, but I'll live. Probably. But I'll be out of action for a while. James dug around in his rucksack. Here's your payment, he said, giving the fishing gear to the rat. And I have something for you. The rat pulled a key from inside a leather pouch. You should have this back. I think you're wise enough to keep it. But be careful. James took the squiducken key from the rat and thanked him. The three axe rats helped Zen walk, and they left the groin, talking excitedly about the cats they'd fought and Zen's battle with the pigeon. The music from the mega grotto kept going. It must be quite a party inside. Elf and Jenny hadn't radioed again. James was toying with either waiting on the groin or just going home. He thought he'd wait a while with Claudia and No-Tail. But it was not long before the radio squawked. James, are you there? Over, Elf asked. Yes, I'm here with Claudia and No-Tail. Over. Great, we're coming to meet you. Wait there. Over. A few minutes later they came running up the groin, both excited. James noticed that neither looked as smart as earlier. Jenny's hair was all over the place, and Elf's dress was torn and dirty. They both had dirty hands and faces. How was the grotto? he asked. The grotto was okay, Elf said. She won the telescope, Jenny said, for the astronomy club. Really? James asked. You were right, Elf said. No one else wanted it. So what else happened, and why are you so dirty? They didn't have time to answer. Two large seagull guards landed on the groin wall. You're under arrest, one said, for royal kidnapping and taking a royal hostage. We're holding you here until you're found guilty. And then what? Jenny asked. And then you'll be executed, the gull said. Claudia walked quickly between Elf's legs. The gulls inched backwards, but they didn't leave the groin. Twenty more gulls landed next to them, and another twenty behind. But we didn't do it, James pleaded. Actually, Jenny said, we did.